Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew And Today on the show, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Elon Musk. We keep talking about Elon Musk. India is getting closer to banning cryptocurrency. And I talked to Leah Jonas of Celsius, and I want to know, is it really safe to give your Bitcoin to a company to try to earn interest? That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. Have a long show for you today. Not much babble at the beginning. Let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in at $46,681.56, down 5% from yesterday, which is still up over $1,000 from two days ago. So just calm down. Just calm down. Ethereum, $1,727, down a percent from yesterday. Litecoin, $178.63, up 6% from yesterday. Chainlink, $26.59, up 4.8% from yesterday. And XRP, $0.49 even, up 7.6%. Total market cap, we're at $1.34 trillion, down 2% from yesterday. With a BTC dominance of 61.5%, top 10 coins. Since we're having a lot of movement these days, I want to tell you the top 10 coins. It's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether, Cardano, XRP at number 5, Polkadot, number 6, Binance at $128.50 at number 7, Litecoin at number 8, Chainlink number 9, and Doge still holding the number 10 spot. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I have Leah Jonas of Celsius. She is the head of global partnerships. And we're going to talk about putting your crypto in companies like Celsius, Nexo, BlockFi, and earning interest on your crypto. Look, everybody says, not your keys, not your coins. Why would you do this? Well... We're going to find out. Here's Leah. Thank you for having me on, Matthew. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we're talking today because I am super intrigued with Celsius, with the idea of putting your crypto up, earning interest on it, collateralizing loans. And I think it's the future of loans. It's the future of building wealth and being able to use your wealth in a very proactive way. Um, but I am also a little bit still on the fence of doing it myself. And what I want to do in this conversation is build confidence. I want my listeners to come away from this, go, hey, this is a real thing. This has real potential and I'm safe. But before we get into all of those other conversations, can you please just tell me what are we talking about? What does Celsius do and what is collateralized loans and what is earning interest on your crypto? So Celsius is one of the largest um, borrower and lenders in the market today um, for digital assets. We have over $6 billion in assets and um, through Celsius, users can deposit crypto and earn interest on those cryptos. And then they can also take a loan against their crypto. So if they want to post BTC as collateral, um, then they can get fiat or stable coins in return at a very low interest rate. Um, and so we enable all sorts of users at, at different levels and um, with different interests to leverage their crypto to do more things. 
Perfect. And so what kind of interest rates are we talking about with this? Are we talking about like 2% like a bank or never mind? I'm sorry, banks 2%. No. Are we talking about no percent like a bank or what, what are we talking about? And how, how are they? How are people getting paid? Yeah. So um, if you're looking at like a stable, um, then you're looking at like 10 uh, to up to 12% on that stable coin. If you're looking at BTC, it's usually around five to six percent. We we match market rates, so we we might fluctuate those at times. Sometimes they can jump up, sometimes they can go down. Ultimately, it really depends on what crypto you know you're depositing. You know, really what what preference you have in terms of um, the yield that you want to go after. So, if I'm getting this right, you go to your app. You we understand you have a list of cryptos, you said 16 that you could deposit from Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other stable coins. And those will have different rates of interest if you put them in there and give you that crypto, correct? Exactly. And you can get paid in like kind. So in the crypto that you deposit, or you can get paid in sell token um, for an increased rate. And ultimately those, uh, that's up to the user, but um, on any of those assets, there is no lockups, no fees, um, you know, no minimums, no maximums, which has been a core fundamental offering from Celsius in particular, because we believe that you need to offer something better than what the banks can offer, um, not, you know, comparative or. And I, I just want to make my listeners understand really quick that this is not a, I guess, promotion for Celsius. We're not here on any kind of like, you're just here because we want to talk about this and you are an expert at this product. Um, so yeah. I just want everybody, I just want everybody to understand that I'm not working with you. You're not paying us. We're, we're just talking oh, about yeah. this. Um, so I deposit my, my crypto there. And here's the thing that I think really I get hung up on. You know, you hear Trace Mayer, we have a whole January 3rd thing where it's not your keys, not your coins, take your crypto, hold your crypto, have custody of your keys, make sure you don't tell everybody else, stay safe. But then there's these products coming out saying, give me your crypto. Can you tell me about the safety of that? Like, is this really in the ethos of Bitcoin? Is this something that we should be doing? I think that's a great question and something that comes up a lot, right? I have a lot of friends and, and actually some family members that kind of abide by the not your keys, not your coin ethos. And, and I completely agree with that. Uh, I'm not saying that I have 100% of my own assets on a, on a hot wallet. I always think that keeping it in cold storage and keeping your keys um, to some assets is, is valuable. And you should only ever put um, what you're comfortable with on any type of centralized exchange wallet or otherwise. That being said, in the question of the ethos of Bitcoin, the ethos of crypto, I think that that narrative around not your keys, not your coins has actually impeded growth and mass adoption for a very long time, right? I have an aunt that is, you know, has five kids and lives in Wisconsin. And there's no way that she's going to be able to understand from a technical standpoint, you know, what that looks like, or even a safety standpoint, right? You're asking people to convert from a very user-friendly, traditional, you know, financial market to something brand new that's already a little intimidating. If you're saying to them that there's only one path to use this, which is, you know, write down every single one of your private keys, you know, and, you know, put in five different safety boxes across the US like the Linkify did, then, you know, you're not really appealing to the general population. So I think that it's in the line of crypto mass adoption because it gives the everyday person ability to see value um, in earning on their crypto assets, enter the ecosystem in a very user-friendly way, 
And I do agree that we should continue to educate people on security and you know what these systems um, entail so that they can be they can make their own choices. But if you think that the only way that people should be able to participate in crypto is through the route of self-custody, then I think it's very ignorant to the different paths that people exist in, right? Like the different places that people come from. We're very lucky that we're technically savvy, but not everybody's that way. Yeah. So that rhetoric you say stifles innovation, full stop. I think it's stifles adoption, full stop. Mm. Innovation, for sure. I mean, we've seen like wonderful DeFi products that, that are born out of that ethos, but it stifles adoption because it's not taking into account the technical level experience and comfortability that people have from coming from different walks of life. What assurances does somebody have that if they're going to give their Bitcoin, which is pretty handsome of of uh, of a bit of money right now, you know, forty two, forty three dollars. Oh, I'm sorry, forty two, forty three thousand dollars at the no, time we're talking about right now. Forty two dollars. Yeah, forty two dollars. <laughs> like, well, we're we're going back to 2012. But um, what do you think? Like, so what what assurances do they have that their, their crypto is going to be safe? Look, if somebody puts a Bitcoin up there and they're getting you know pretty good returns on their Bitcoin, and then it's lost, that's you know, $44,000 gone. Yeah. So our entire business is built around our community. It always has been. We are as transparent with our community as we possibly can be. We partner with Chain Analysis to release, you know, a, a, a full deep dive into our system um, for those insurances so that you can understand. I think we believe at Celsius that it's on us to set a precedent and, um, set expectations or provide users with the information so that they can expect this level of transparency from all of their financial institutions as they explore the crypto ecosystem. When those coins are deposited, they are we have 350 institutions that we lend to, vetted and, and analyzed by our risk team. Uh, and on top of that, we take collateral from them so that our users' coins are safe and that we know that ultimately this is not a situation in which you know you deposit your money in the bank and it's into a black hole and it could be leveraged 50 to 1 by Deutsche Bank at some point. Um, I think the beauty of you know the blockchain space in general is that you can audit us and you can assess level of comfortability you have with diversifying your assets into a yield bearing account. That I mean that's the that's what the future should hold for everybody, whether it's with Celsius or otherwise. Last question is really quick. And this is one of my also concerns. It's okay. It's not that I just lose my money. And I think a lot of people are like, not your keys, not your coins. We just spoke about, but it's also, what are you doing with the money? Now there's a couple of things that we looked at um, or we saw over the past couple of weeks that came out when it came to wall street bets and GameStop is that people were, uh, you know, companies were very over leveraged. They're, you know, shorting the market. That's 140% over what the, what uh, GameStop was worth. Um, and they're loaning out people's stocks, you know, for these shorts. I mean, so, so I guess my question is, is my crypto going to be used to short the Bitcoin market? Also, is my crypto or Bitcoin going to be used in loans or um, being used in ways to finance other things that I might not be happy with? When institutions borrow from us, they do it for a number of reasons. Um, you know, a, a number of trading strategies, um, you know, hedging, that that kind of stuff. And Ultimately, we're nowhere near the kind of uh, market ecosystem that created the GameStop phenomenon. You know, what was it last week, the week before? Those are very complex financial products that I, I truly, you know, think that we're, we're very far away from. 
That being said, going back to the transparency that we provide our, our users, that's really what you have to look at is that when you, when you look at something like a chain analysis report on Celsius and you realize that we're far from over leveraged or actually under leveraged, that's really what you should be looking into, right? Which is that we're holding um, on our books enough to, to protect our community. Now, in terms of the al alternate ways of lending, our CFO Harumi had done an entire, maybe it was turned into a video recently, but she's definitely gone through, and all of this can be found on our website, a, a very long breakdown of, you know, the lending of assets, what we're lending, you know, if there's anything that like alternative yield sources, we're definitely going to share that with our community. Um, I think that it's very hard to be community oriented and answer your community and do anything that's kind of sketchy. I mean, we have community members that know, have watched every single AMA of Alex's, read every single blog and ask us questions consistently. And we, we're always responsive and come back to them um, with the answers that they are requesting. So it would be much easier if we were doing anything malicious uh, to, to not be as community oriented as we are, because um, it would open up a lot less scrutiny. But that's something that Alex has always preached from day one. And I think that any listeners, um, you know, whether they're looking at Celsius or any other you know, yield platform or place to park their assets, always look at the level of transparency of the team, of the project, and ultimately like what their commitment is long-term to maintain that transparency so that we can build an ecosystem that, you know, kind of changes the relationship between a financial institution and their customer going forward. Right on. Leah Jonas, Head of Global Partnerships at Celsius. Thank you for coming on and explaining that to us. And, and I feel a little better. Trying it out with $5 is possible on Celsius, where it's, mm. it's possible anywhere else, right? So that's, I would recommend everybody, if, if you want to try it out, find a place that has no minimums and put $10 on there, put $5 on there and make your own decision. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Matthew. Have a great day. And in other news, it seems as though Elon Musk finally figures out what private keys are, and he is all for it. In a hilarious exchange with Free Wallet, which Free Wallet retweets and quotes Elon Musk's tweet, who let the Doge out? Free Wallet quotes his tweet and says, Doge doesn't stop. We 100% agree with Elon Musk and his Doge. Buy and exchange Doge in the crypto wallet app, freewallet.onelink. Elon Musk replies to this tweet, your app sucks. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's pretty, that's, that's hardcore right there. Your app sucks. And in a subsequent tweet says, any crypto wallet that doesn't give you your private keys should be avoided at all costs. Not your keys, not your coin. Elon Musk and Tesla is in total control of their $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. And continuing with the Elon Musk news, this is a very interesting conversation because everybody's wondering if Elon's tweets about Doge and Bitcoin are actually legal. Before I read you some quotes from lawyers and giving their opinion, I want to give you mine. I'm trying to figure out who are you going to be mad at about this and who, who are you pr protecting by saying you can't tweet about Bitcoin? I mean, it's not a security. We've established that. It's not a company that's been established. There's no CEO. There's nobody to disparage. And it's not traded in the NASDAQ. There's no ETFs. There's no indices. So what are you really pumping or dumping here? I mean, yes, the price goes up, but it's kind of like money or cash in that sense, right? It's like saying who let the dollar out or the pound. 
the euro, the dong, the yuan, the yen. I mean, yes, they fluctuate in the markets, and you can have a stronger dollar or a weaker dollar. But who are you really hurting here? The owners of the dollar. I'm not too sure, like, what consequences can be had for promoting or hyping Doge or Bitcoin or any of these other cryptocurrencies. But Preston Byrne, a partner at Anderson Kill, said this, and quote, Now that Tesla is known to have substantial holdings in Bitcoin, a greater degree of caution would be advisable when Tesla officers speak about Bitcoin on Twitter. He continues to say CEOs of companies with substantial Bitcoin holdings will need to be very careful before talking about Bitcoin in their books in a fashion that might move markets to ensure their statements are not part of anything that might be viewed as manipulative or deceptive in the context of either the commodity or securities domains. I guess this is looking at, hey, let's not move this because it might be a security in the future. It might have an ETF. It might go on the NASDAQ. It might be part of the greater financial system. But I'm not really too sure what you can do right now because it's not part of the financial system. I'm not too sure. Anyway, this is for the lawyers to figure out. I just feel that this is a very interesting conversation because it has a lot of context to go with it. And, well, he has been tweeting a lot about Doge. So there's that. Nexo is partnering with Ledger. So the crypto lender is partnering with the crypto wallet provider. Nexo says that Ledger's vault product will shore up security for existing systems. Nexo, with $4 billion of assets under its management, is adding this new infrastructure for added security. Previously, one of the most loved guys in crypto, Charlie Lee, says Tesla's Bitcoin buy is a turning point. Charlie Lee says that Tesla's decision to potentially hold on to the Bitcoin that it receives from its consumers for buying Teslas is huge. And he continues to say that he believes that it may help the U.S. break out of a fiat-based system. The Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis has taken a close look at Ethereum and DeFi. In brief, the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis published a report entitled Decentralized Finance on Blockchain and Smart Contracts-Based Financial Markets. The report notes that DeFi has the benefits of accessibility, efficiency, and transparency, but it also states that smart contracts, dependencies, and operational security are key risks to address. And finally, India is getting closer to a national clampdown on cryptocurrency again. Every bull cycle, India or China or Iran or somebody is going to clamp down on cryptocurrency. This time it was already Nigeria. They're clamping down. I talked to Isaiah Jackson, the author of Bitcoin in Black America. That's going to come out on Friday. And he says that, you know, most of these countries are probably doing this because they want to figure out regulations. So they're going to try to stop it altogether so they can reset, so they can sit there and huddle with their, I don't know, admin people, their Congress, their parliament, or whoever it is, and figure out how to use it. Because if you are not going to use it, you could be leaving your country behind, and nobody wants to be out of innovation and leave their country behind. Well, this is just FUD. We've heard this many times. I take it with a very big grain of salt. Oh, yeah, I forgot about China. China also banning cryptocurrency. It, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so anyway, take this with a grain of salt. And honestly, how can you ban it? We've already seen that Russia, Nigeria, and any other country that tries to ban it just goes P2P. You're going to buy Bitcoin. You're going to get cryptocurrency if you want it. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. I will see you tomorrow. Same Matt time, same Matt channel. Don't forget to like us, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to us. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling.